Today's episode is brought to you by the Happy Music Teacher Academy, where you can go to get beyond the chaos, build confidence, and find harmony in your music classroom. For more information, go to storiesthatsing.net forward slash join the Happy Music Teacher Academy. See you there. This podcast is a proud member of the Teach Better Podcast Network. Better today, better tomorrow, and the podcast to get you there. Explore more podcasts at www.teachbetterpodcastnetwork.com. Now let's get on to the episode. elementary music teacher who's frustrated and overwhelmed. I'm Jeanette Shorey, a happy music teacher who loves teaching every day, but it wasn't long ago I was in your shoes. Join me Wednesdays to help you find happy in your music classroom. I am so excited to welcome Mr. Bill Henry to my podcast today. I know that you're very familiar to my listeners and I'm just really excited to have you on and, you know, talk about all the things. So let's start with just how did you start out? Like, I know, I know you're far into your journey at this point. You you're, you've got a plethora of different resources for music teachers. So, but tell us a little bit about how you started out. Sure. Sure. Well, thank you so much for having me on. Um, So this is my I'm on my 18th year of teaching, so I teach in the um, public school system in Maryland. And um, alongside that, I've also given private lessons. But in the in the public school, I teach K through five. Well, pre-K through five. Eventually, we got the pre-Kers, and now they're starting to put preschool in there for us. Yeah. So um, you know, so that that's always you know this new challenge of things coming up, but. Um, but yeah, so I've been teaching. This is my 18th year. And for most of the time, I taught at uh, two schools. Um, and then like this was around just like the year before COVID. Um, mm-hmm. I, I was at one school and I started to teach uh, general music band and strings. Um, so I did that. I did. I got to do my first concert like where it was just me doing all of it. The chorus, the band, the strings. And then that, and then shortly after that, we all got shut down, right? So then that journey kind of fizzled out a little bit because another opportunity to teach at one school, K through five, because it was just a bigger population popped up um, and it was closer to my house. So I uh, I went in for that position and got that position. So that's where I am now. Okay. Um, so, so now I'm just doing pre-K through five uh, general music uh, at one school. And um, I love it. It's a lot of fun. Um, alongside that, I also do the YouTube channel, Mr. Henry's Music World, and, and the website, Mr. Henry's Music World. And uh, that's just been just so much fun. It's It's been an amazing um, experience. I started that channel, I want to say it was like probably four years ago. Wow. But But when I started that channel... I was actually um, doing more of like private piano lesson, like Mm -hmm. offering kids piano lessons that they could do at home. Um, And I do have a a course that kids can enroll to do that. And that's kind of was the start of that. Um, But alongside that, I was also putting up there like music theory videos, these like short little animated music theory videos that would talk about just the quarter note or the half note. Um, Mm -hmm. 
And uh, what I started to notice was that a lot of teachers in the elementary music classroom are using those in their classroom as well, which I would use them in my class um, as well. But um, I started to notice more teachers were using the resources in their classroom. And so it was actually, there was one video that I posted uh, that was three years ago. And I feel like that was kind of like the real start of this whole journey of creating resources for teachers. Mm -hmm. And it was the Halloween wrap. And uh, when I posted that, it uh it got like 80,000 views within like two oh weeks. Oh my gosh. Right. So it was just <laughs> like, I was like, what is going on? You know? So um that was kind of like my hint, like, oh, okay, people are enjoying this and it's it's helping out. So let's do a Thanksgiving wrap. So I did the Thanksgiving wrap. And then so I just kind of kept going. And and that's really kind of really where it, it all started um with that. And um, yeah, it's just been a lot of fun to just to hear feedback from from teachers uh, about how they're enjoying it and how it's you know helping them and and their kids enjoy it so it's it's just been a really cool journey yeah that, first of all i'm amazed that your channel's only been around for 4 years because mm. um you know it, it's so comprehensive there is so so many resources i mean mm. but, you know you've got like you are my first go-to. If I need something, I'm like, okay, let's see what Mr. Henry has. Oh, that's so cool. You know? And I know that Thank you. like so many people feel the same way because that, you know, it's not just, you know, you've got your wrap, you've got your, mm-hmm. you've got your, my, one of my favorites is the four corners, but there's mm-hmm. also information in there where like, you know, that you're a, an actual elementary music teacher because mm-hmm the the in-between parts are so valuable you're actually teaching you're not just playing the game you know right. and i think that's one of the things that i love so much about your resources mm. so tell us a little bit about the the piano the the private piano lessons that you're not the private piano lessons the course you have because i actually when i first started in my business journey I have a web designer who was like, oh my gosh, my son is it because we were talking music and, and she was like, my son just discovered this um, piano course and he gets on every day and he's practicing and he just, and it ended up that it was your course. And I was like, oh, wow. That's so cool. So oh, that's amazing. Uh, yeah. a little bit about that because sure. I feel like the number one thing that I get asked as an elementary music teacher is, hmm. do you teach piano lessons? And right. I am terrible piano player. So, you know, I can just about get by. I know where the notes are. I can play some chords, but yep. you know, I could never think to teach it. So tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, sure. So that's a, um, that course uh, is, is really getting kids um, for the elementary age who are just starting out mm-hmm. very, very beginner. Um, and it's, it's a combination of like, me talking face view uh, about like what's going on, like what's the objective for this particular lesson. Uh, the lessons are usually about 20 to 30 minutes long, kind of similar to what you would find in, you know, a private lesson. But um, I try and make it, you know, fun and entertaining. So it's me talking and I'll have, you know, different characters pop up and scare me and things like that. Right. So there's, oh, awesome. so it's, it's things like that, but then it's a combination then of these, those animated shorts that I was talking about earlier that I did post on YouTube 
uh, they're still up there um, that discuss the quarter note and discuss, you know, the triplet or, you know, what whatever we're working on that day. Um, so those videos are found within this 20 to 30 minute lesson. And then I would say probably not the real teaching, but like to really get into the the actual piano part of the course, it's just an overhead view of me on the piano, you know, and we're um, and, and that course starts out. So I'm a big believer. Piano was my primary instrument in college and still mm -hmm. is today. Uh, and I'm a big believer that kids start on the black keys, which is actually, usually that's kind of where your very beginner, um, curriculums will start on the black keys, mm -hmm. but they, they, I think personally that they move too quick from that. Um, so this course actually keeps kids on the black keys for a long time. And what's interesting um, if you ever were to ask a kid who's never played piano to say, oh, can you find the set of three black keys? The, th the fingers that they're going to use are going to be the finger two, three, and four. They like naturally are gravitated towards putting those three fingers on the keys, which is, which is where the course begins with, is playing the set of twos and the set of threes and just using um, the finger two, three, and four, not using the thumb. You know, the mm -hmm. thumb is a pretty obscure finger, right, compared to the yeah. rest, especially when playing piano. So the idea is let's just work on the black keys. It's the pentatonic scale. The kids can improvise with it. Um, and we're just going to focus. We're not going to focus on reading the notes on the lines and spaces. We're going to focus on the way that piano players typically read music, which is through steps skips repeats i mean that's really how it's done right we're not looking at i'm not looking at and going like oh that's a c note that's an e note right i'm like forming chords in my brain as i'm looking at it right so um so it's really kind of it's it's taking that approach real basic simple which another reason why i wanted it to be so simple and basic is because um it's online yeah. right so it's I have to be, I have to really pull back and, and make it so that it's very comprehensive and there's a real, you know, step-by-step -step sequence going on there. Mm -hmm. So that's what the piano course is basically uh, what it entails. Now, um, it, it gets kids basically to a point of playing chords. Like my idea is I just want kids to get like the basics of music. So they're reading music and we get to the lines and spaces. We get to the black or the white keys, of course. But I ultimately like to lead them into just playing chords, learn how to play chords and really just the six basic chords, C, D minor, E minor, F, G and A minor. And what's cool about that is kids can then go online and they could look up their favorite pop song and mm -hmm. they could probably play the majority of what's going on. Right. So it kind of just leads them into doing that. It's a it's more of like an introduction to piano and uh, but but it gets them, you know, playing some cool stuff. There's play alongs, of course, and all that. So that's what that course uh, entails uh, currently. And that's probably where I'll keep it at. That's awesome. So what I like about it is, you know, it's very ORF based, you know, mm -hmm. it, it seems like, and to me, I'm mostly an ORF teacher and I love the ORF. You know, I don't know what you want to call it curriculum or um, yeah. uh, method method. Yeah. yeah. That's the word I was looking for. Thank you. Sure. The yeah. Method because it's so 
easy. It's instant success for the kids. And, you know, I think more and more with elementary students, I, you know, I don't deal with middle and high school too much, but um, with elementary, they do not want to work. They, they want like, everything is so at their fingertips and they want this instant success. And, you know, so um, something like what you've designed, that's, I think that's perfect for, for our students now. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it seems to be where I just want the kids to be having fun with it, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. and if it's easier, but they're playing along with tracks that are engaging and fun and have a modern sound to it, you know, it gets them, it gets them hooked. That's the idea. Right. right, right. And that's, that's kind of my philosophy in the music classroom as well. You know, just trying to make it not too overcomplicated, simple, but fun. Right, um, right. So that they will hopefully maybe take playing the ukulele later or pick mm-hmm, up mm-hmm. an instrument and play band all the way through, you know? Right. So, yeah. Exactly. And I mean, I think um, that's my philosophy as well is I want them to, I want music to be their favorite class all week and mm-hmm. they can't wait to get back next week. And, you right. know, I've got smiling faces coming in. I've got smiling faces leaving. And I know yep. if it's too hard, that's not going to happen. Exactly. Yep. That's so, right. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about, um, I I would be curious, and I'm sure my listeners are as well, like I, they won't be able to see, unfortunately, but maybe I'll, I'll shoot out a picture. You've got this whole like amazing oh. studio behind you. It looks, <laughs> you know, very professional. Um, tell us a little bit about your process when you're designing some of the the activities you design how do you come up with your ideas is it mostly in your classroom or and and how do you go about like actually doing the animation and stuff not details but you know what i mean like i I think a lot of us don't really understand the process and i think that would be cool to know yeah um the process really it it can vary depending on how i'm how i'm feeling for a particular thing, but mm-hmm. I would, you know, generally speaking, basically it starts with the music. Um, all the music I'm I'm creating within um, Logic Pro, so I'm a Mac user. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, Adobe Premiere, for example, has all the same stuff, right? So that'd right. be like for someone who's not a Mac user. But um, but yeah, I use Final Cut Pro, so that's pretty much probably where it all starts. Um, even maybe before that, though, I have like a blank sheet of paper. Uh, on my or a a, a blank uh, word document, right? Right. And I'm just thinking of ideas now. Ideas. I have like a whole list of ideas. I have so many ideas. Like I just can't wait to get to the next one. You know. So, um, and a lot of it does stem from maybe things that I've done in my class already. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now I'm like, ooh, mm-hmm. I should turn that into. I could turn that into a game. Okay. Um, via a video to mm-hmm. so that so that it could just make the process easier right. um so but yeah but so if i have the idea like i'll tell you an idea that i have right now so obisana do you know that uh mm-hmm. obisana mm-hmm. right so very popular so i'm starting to uh create a backtrack for that right now um and trying to do it in a way that just has a more you know, has a has a different sound. So I have some different chords like laying under top of it 
and a different kind of groove that has kind of an African groove, right? But it's it's also um, has that poppy like, right? It has that kind of backbeat kind of thing to it. So, so once I have kind of like the general idea of the music and how I want it to sound, then I'll usually go in and do some vocals. And I usually actually don't finish that backtrack completely. Um, meaning like I don't do the mastering for it yet or any of that. I just have like a general idea. And then I'll usually go back to the document and go, okay, this is what I want to do for Obuisana. So like my idea for Obuisana is going to be, I mean, that's a circle game, right? Mm -hmm. And, and there's, there's a variety of ways that you can do like where they pass things around the circle, but Mm -hmm. the object or the objective of the game basically is to be able to sing it and keep the steady beat while passing passing an object, either egg shakers around the circle. So that's like one way you could play it. So, so, but what I want to do, like I, and kind of like how you mentioned before, how like there's, there's really instruction occurring within the video. Mm-hmm. So then I'm going to like come up with the format of what I'm going to say. I'm basically writing a script for what I'm going to say and how I'm going to go through the process of teaching it through this video. So like for Obuisana, like we're, we have, there's an intro, there's the, then the chorus, right? And then from there, like a teacher would have to take some time to teach the chorus to the students. Right. Um, but then they'd be singing along with it. And then, um, then in this video, we're going to practice doing the movement that you would use while in the circle, but we're not in the circle yet. We're just practicing the movement. So the movement for this is just pat, clap, pat, and then to the side, to the left-hand side. And Mm -hmm. so that's just, they're practicing that and you, they can see it on the video, how it would go. And that's just to kind of get them prepped for what we're going to do next. Then, um, then there'd be a, a little gap in the music where I'm talking again and says, okay, let's get into a circle. Right. So then, then they get 10 seconds to get into a circle. And then we're going to do the padding thing during the padding clapping thing while they're in the circle. And then it's like, okay, now let's try and sing and do the pat clap. Right. And then eventually it would lead them into where a teacher might put an egg shaker in front of each student and instead of patting on the third beat, pat, clap, they're now going to grab the egg shaker on beat three instead of patting. And now they're going to place that egg shaker to the left of them. But they've oh. practiced through like this body percussion thing that kind of preps them for that movement that's going to occur later. Right. Mm-hmm. So. So that process of me just like sitting down and figuring it out, I'll. um I'll write all that stuff out. I'll script it out and I'll make sure that the music gives me enough time to say the things that I need to say. Right. Okay. So once I have that, like that's the skeleton of the video without even having any video. Right. Now I take that and I use, I use Final Cut Pro, which is basically like, um, I'm sure a lot of people are familiar with um, iMovie. Mm -hmm. It's basically the upgraded version of iMovie. That's all. So um, so then I go into there and then I start to kind of piece together different sections. And it's I usually attack sections that I know that like I can get going in my brain. Like I already have an idea of what it's going to look like. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm pulling from different resources. Some things that I'd use, uh, I use Snappa is like when you see the thumbnails on YouTube, mm-hmm. Snappa is like a place where you can go and um, make thumbnails for your videos. But also I use those um, pictures and things like that. I'll download those from Snappa, put it into Funnel Cup Pro. And then within Final Cut Pro, I can manipulate that thing to like when you see the bouncing across. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm literally going in and like telling it to move this at this point and go down at this point and I squish it oh, wow. so that it looks like it's bouncing. That part of it is very meticulous. Um, but that's that's really what's going on there. And then some other animation and things like that. Uh, I have another program that I pull from called Envato. And that um, basically it gives you, it's a a subscription you pay for um, and it allows you to use certain either images or they even have audio in there, which sometimes I'll use some effects, um, Mm -hmm. like sound effects from them. Um, But then they also have some like animated things. But then I'm going in and kind of manipulating it from there within Funnel Cut Pro. So that's that's kind of the general process of what's going on. and uh, yeah, it can, you know, it can take some time. It takes quite a bit of time, yeah, it, but the it more sounds you do very it, very intense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like now I'm just so used to doing it that it, right. it just doesn't, I mean, I love doing it. You know, that's mm-hmm. the thing. Like I really, obviously, cause you do yeah. so much of it. I mean, I'm like puzzled how you have a full-time job. How can you sleep? You know, yeah. <laughs> when do well, you sleep? Cause you right. do so well, when I um I actually do a lot of this stuff early, early in the morning. So I mm-hmm. like I'm I'm always I've always been a morning person ever since I was a kid. So um, you know, I'm waking up pretty early and and for me it's really it's great because um, you know, the rest of my family, they're they're asleep and I'm down in my studio here and yeah. uh sometimes I'm like, Are you sure you can't hear me? Because I'll be down here at like five AM singing like always oh, on us like super, you know. <laughs> So, um, but so, but, um, that's when I do a lot of it and, um, I just, you know, you get into a flow state and Mm -hmm. yeah, it's a lot of fun. So, yeah. It sounds sounds very cool. Um, so we, one of the main reasons that you and I connected is I was talking to you about, um, I have my course in the happy music teacher Academy to teach teachers how to play the ukulele and a little bit about how to teach. And I recently found out that you have a brand new ukulele curriculum that I'm so excited for my (laughs) listeners to hear about because all of your stuff is so kid friendly and engaging. And I know this is going to be the same. So tell us about that. Yeah, sure. So the ukulele, you know, it's, it's not an easy instrument to teach. No. Uh, I think it's more difficult. Man, it might be the most difficult now that I think about it. You know, and I'm I'm comparing it to like if I'm going to teach keyboard, uh, recorder, uh, ukulele. I mean, if you're doing guitar, that's even more difficult. I would say. Um, trying to think of other instruments that I mean, we have you know the orf instruments and percussion. Not so much, right? That's not going to be too difficult, although it can be. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I just think from because the, the guitar, the ukulele, it's such a kind of like a lot of things are backwards. If you ask a kid, yes. which which string do you think is string one? 
they're going to do the string that's closest to your face, which is string four. Mm-hmm. And then if you say this even happens, I mean, I still give some private lessons and there's, I mean, this isn't a private lesson. We've talked about it many times and I'll say, no, 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 go up a fret and they go down. Right. right. So like there's even with when you're talking like up is down and down is up and right. So there's a yeah. lot of things that are very complex with it. That so, is so true. Yeah. And so I just think that pulling it back and really just focusing on the very, very, very basics mm-hmm. is the best way to do it. And the problem with that, though, is if you just want a kid to play string four by itself, open string four, it can be kind of boring, right? Right. Um, so the idea is let's let's create video audio that's fun and engaging. It's simple, but fun. It sounds like they're playing along with like this real track, but they're mm-hmm. only playing string four and three, right? Awesome. So that's the idea. And so it, it does start way before that, where we're just learning the parts of the ukulele. They're learning um, how to hold the ukulele. And so mm-hmm. there's songs that go along with that. And of course, videos that go with it too. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's games. So like I have a parts of the ukulele game where the kids are, they have 10 seconds to, they get like a card. You would have to cut everything out and have it all ready for them. And they pull a card out of an envelope and they have 10 seconds. They have to put, they work as a team and they have to put it in the correct spot. And the video guides them through that, right? So it makes it easier for the teacher. That's the one thing about the video. I think that's, that really has helped me a lot in, in my teaching journey is if you're playing a part of the ukulele game and you're not the person who's like the maitre d, right? You're not the person who's, the, you know, in charge of having it move along you now have it's like having another teacher in there right Right. so they get to walk around and see how everyone's doing Mm -hmm. because you're not the one that's in charge of the flow of everything right right so um so anyway the and and then it does continue to where the students are just playing the open strings and we spend a good bit of time we just play uh string three and four uh, and then there's another one we do string two and one it's called ukulele robot and um so they play through that and and they're they're earning so the curriculum's called modern um ukulele lab and so the idea is that they earn these lab coats that have different colors and um they're performing open strings first and then we combine the open strings with a tune called my dog has fleas um right because that's where that comes from but alongside that, they're also doing, um, you know, they're learning the history of the ukulele. Uh, I actually, and I don't, I don't know if, I don't know if I mentioned this to you before, but um, I do have a podcast as as well yes. called the, Mu- the Music Podcast for Kids, and uh, I do that with a good friend of mine, Bruce Fight, who's also an elementary music teacher, amazing music teacher, and um, we were lucky enough to uh, interview some really cool people. And Jake Shimabakura was one of those people. Oh my God. So yeah, it was <laughs> pretty wild. Him. Yeah. He's amazing. So uh, like in part of that interview is within the curriculum as well, which then has questions that kids can, can answer afterwards. So, you know, I try and get 
a variety of different things in there. But then, of course, the kids, it leads kids into playing um, the C chord and then the A minor chord and then the F chord and then the juggernaut, the G7, right? Oh, that's like, yes. the, right. That's the big <laughs> one. So the hardest one, but you got to have it. <laughs> right. I know it's so pivotal, right? So, um, so yeah, that's, that's generally speaking, you know, how it flows through and within there, it's not just like, Hey, here's the curriculum. Good luck. Like I have the lesson plans in there and I have, um, which are, you know, written out of course, but then I go through all the lesson plans. So it's just a video of me going through the lesson plans, offering further ideas of what you could do. Um, there's ideas of, you know, a, a way to make it so kids don't play the ukulele. So like I call it the bubble rule where they, they put the ukulele on the floor. They put a pretend bubble over the uh, ukulele. And what that does is that protects me, the teacher from getting the ukulele. Uh, it's kind of like their bubble. I call it their bubble force field. Oh, fun. Um, but if they play it, it'll pop their bubble. And if it pops their bubble, then that means that I'm able to take it because the bubble's been popped, right? So Love it's it. just it's just a, a a nicer way of saying, "Hey, don't play that ukulele," mm -hmm. uh, you know. So, um, so well, there's it things makes like it into a game, you know. Right. Which it, that's one of the things that's so great about everything you have going on is like mm. everything's a game, you know. Everything's fun. Everything's you know, right. Yeah. And that's the idea. So, um, so yeah, there's, and there's different games within there. Um, you know, I like to get kids moving. Uh, so there's, when they're learning about, they, they learn about the chord chart. They learn about the chord chart diagram. We play a game, ukulele battleship, where they'll, they'll use uh, that to, um, to learn like, you know, that this is fret one. Cause that's goofy too. Right. If you look oh at a chord gosh. chart, so hard. The, the string all the way to the left is string four, right? So there's just, there's so many different ways that ukulele players can read music, right? We can read chord charts, we can read tab, we can read the actual music notation. Mm -hmm. And out of all of that within that course, uh, within this curriculum, we don't get to tabs and we, we kind of see the music on the lines and spaces with the open strings. But... Um, Ultimately, it's leading them into playing chords and understanding how to read a chord chart. And right. that's kind of where it is right now. Um, I do plan on adding more to it because I would like kids to get into tabs, but that's just a whole other diagram that you have to learn right. how to how to do. So I just want to get them, hey, let's just get these kids good at playing chords and being able to actually read a chord chart diagram. So that's kind of where it goes. Right. And I mean, I think that's valid because, you know, I know my kids now with something like what you're talking about this curriculum they may last longer but they'll last like four to six weeks and then they're like mm. are we doing this again you know right. so um i i do think using your curriculum i would probably get some more distance out of them but you know in the amount of time you're spending you're i mean you got to remember where, where the note is on the scale. Then you have to remember where it is on the ukulele. And it's mm -hmm. it's a lot for elementary school. You know, I think yeah. middle school, maybe you could. Sure. Do. And and of course, there are going to be kids out there that can do it. There are going to be teachers who 
who, you know, are, are able, maybe they have longer to teach. I don't know, but mm -hmm. I think it's valid to, you know, cause that's what I do with, um, with ukulele in my classroom is we'll, and, and I teach guitar lessons as well on the side. Cool. And, um, that, I mean, I'm worried about chords, you know, we, we do a lot right. with chords cause there's so much that's confusing with that alone. So, right. You know. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And cool. I, they have forever to, you know, you, you get them having fun and enjoying music. They're going to go to band and in like four weeks time, bing, bang, boom, they're going to know every note and, you know, they're going to be good readers. So, right. You know, yep. it, it seems to me, it seems counterproductive to push note reading too hard, you know, right. because of the amount of time we had, if we had them a couple of days a week, that's a different story, but sure. Sure. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Even if you had them twice a week, like when I student taught, we saw those kids twice a week and wow. Yeah. I mean, the amount that we could do. Because was they remembered, I'm sure. Right. Right. That's the hard part is that, you know, from week to week, they, they don't remember, you know, you could show them a whole note till you're blue in the face and they're like, <laughs> What was that one again? Yeah. What do we, what I mean, it that? looks like a hole, seriously. Right, right. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's abnormal. Twice a week, you know, that's, and, yeah. and even the teacher that I student taught with, she's like, yeah, the, we're, we're real lucky here, you know, so, um, but. So tell me, what is your favorite resource of everything you've created? What's your favorite one? The one you use all the time in your classroom? What do you like best? Ooh. Oh, boy. <laughs> My favorite. It might be just because of the fact that I enjoy teaching this, but um, I really like teaching the recorder. And um, not that I don't like the ukulele, because the ukulele is fun too, but I feel like, um, yeah, the recorder is just so much fun. In third grade is when I do recorder. We'll do some recorder in fourth grade as well. Mm -hmm. But I, I just, that year, that age is also just such an interesting age. Oh, I love um, third graders. Yeah. <laughs> I just think, <laughs> yeah, they are just, cause they're right in the middle. Right. So they're not, they're still little, but they're more capable. Right. Yeah, They're big and enough. <laughs> yes. They're big enough, but they don't have, you know, maybe, maybe the, the attitude, attitude you might get. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, I think that's probably why um, a, that's probably a big part of it. Cause I just, that grade is so much fun. And then the recorder, I just, yeah, I just have a good, a good time with that. There's a, um, curriculum for that as well that I, Ooh, uh, I have. Know that. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of like, um, that was like kind of the part, part of the whole, um, this series that I'm coming out with. So it's modern recorder lab, modern ukulele lab. Um, and then soon I'm going to have the modern piano lab which technically is already kind of in the works. I mean, it is not, not that it's not in the works. It's almost done and other teachers are using it, but I'm kind of going back and revamping some things, but, um, but that's going to be like a classroom based piano course, which is based off of the online piano course for kids that I was talking about earlier. Mm -hmm. So it's based off of that, but it's for, the classroom teacher, you know? Wow. So, um, yeah. So the recorder curriculum, um, it's just been a lot of fun and it's the same kind of concept right? where, uh, we don't start with playing, just playing hot cross buns right away. Mm -hmm. We, we learn, we play games to help us with what type of air to use, right? We're not even touching the recorder. Um, we, uh, are just playing the B notes, which 
like I was mentioning before, could be totally boring. But if you have a fun song that goes with it, then it, it makes it a lot more fun to do. So it's a it's a similar progression that way um, as well. So, yeah, I just I think out of all the resources, that's the one that I love the most, I think. Yeah. Cool. 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 Yeah. yeah. I mean, I it, you've got so much on your YouTube channel that it's hard to like no. Um, so for someone who maybe is just discovering you or hasn't really had a chance to delve into a lot of what you've got going on, mm -hmm. how do you have things organized for teachers to, to kind of find, I mean, I know you could just search, but like, do you have yeah. playlists or do you, how do you, how do you have things organized? Yeah. So, uh, I mean the, the YouTube channel, you're definitely going to get a good idea of kind of what's going on. Um, and if, even if you just go to Google or or YouTube, Mr. Henry's Music World, type that in, you'll be able to see it. But then from there, if you want to kind of go even further, there's um, on my website, mrhenrysmusicworld.com. There's all kinds of free resources that you can get access to. So you just put your email address in and um, the an email will come to you and it'll, all of those resources are within an account. So you have to like create an account via the, um, a website. So then once you make that account, then you'll have access to to all these uh, videos and, and free resources. There's a ukulele free resource. There's a recorder free resource. And then there's like kind of like a general free resource where I've just combined for for years, I was slowly putting out like one free resource that would go with a video. Um, and they were kind of like all these separate things. So I mm -hmm. just combined all of them put it so it's just easier for nice. teachers to access so um and then all that all that the all those resources would be within your account so you just log in and and then and what's great about what's in the account is that it can be projected via a smart board or screen um just as you would do like a google slides so it's it's done in the same kind of fashion so yeah so yeah, that's, that's where people can find some stuff. And one of the things that I like is cause I do have some of your resources, some that I've, that are free, but some that I've purchased as well mm. is that you've got like, you'll have all the, you have the video, but then for example, your four corners, you've got like it's printables or something. Tell us more about that. I can't remember exactly sure. what's on there. Cause I haven't used it yet this year, but yeah, sure. So like within um, like the four corners example, there's a couple four corners packages that I have. Um, I usually include some sort of, you know, multiple printables where, well, with that game in particular, four corners. Uh, and, and some people will say like, I don't understand how this works because the kids essentially, it's a guessing game. Right. Like if, if you were to go and, and play the game via the YouTube channel, um, there's a rhythm one. And mm -hmm. so the kids, it seems as if the game should be played where they hear the rhythm and then they uh -huh. have to go to the corner that the rhythm is in, right? And I think <laughs> I think teachers, and you know, when I was doing it, I was like, should I make it this way? Because we're so hardwired into thinking that every little thing has to be an assessment, you know? And right. it's like, no, 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 this is supposed to just be a game that's fun. But mm -hmm. there are ways to assess this without it being how we think it, it could be done. So mm -hmm. within these 
the premier resources, I'll have printables and things that you can use that can give you a better idea of if a, like a way to assess mm-hmm. via that game. Um, and then usually within those games, like the, the rhythm one, for example, there's uh, different levels, right? So in the one on YouTube, I want to say it's quarter paired eighth and quarter rest or the, the notes that are used. But then so. in the premier resource, you're going to have your 16th notes and triplets and things like that. So, so you can use the game for more complex rhythms. Um, so yeah, so within, within those resources, typically there's some sort of assessment. Um, some of them have lesson plans written out, like the past the pumpkin one I have has the lesson plans written out. And then it has, usually there's other versions of the game. Um, and then there'll even be, yeah, printables so that you can gain assessments and things that way. Um, so yeah, so that's, that kind of gives an idea of, of what's going on there. The, the one I have called the music floors lava. Oh, I love that one. My kids love that one. (laughs) (laughs) That one, that one is actually doing what I think a lot of people think four corners should do. Right. So Mm -hmm. that one is where the kids are going to, um, they're going to listen to the rhythm and they have to find which corner the rhythm is in and right. if they're not in the correct corner then where they are the floor turns to lava and, and they're out of the game right so so that's that's kind of one where it does that uh and i'm i want to come out with more of those music floors lava game totally. for that type to. of assessment <laughs> yeah so yeah so that gives you an idea of kind of what's in those packages yeah Yeah. And one of the things I like about those types of packages is you could also leave that effectively for a sub. Yes. Like some of them are 17, 18, 19 minutes long. And, you know, it's super easy to explain to a sub. And then, you know, they, they, the kids are vastly entertained. And as long as you, you know, as long as you make sure the sub is, uh, because those particular, the four corners, you do have to make sure the classroom management is there because yes. it gets a little crazy. <laughs> it can get out of hand. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, yeah. That, that's one of the things I love about that. Anything that you wanted to mention that I have not asked you about? Any any resources, any uh, thing that's coming up, any sneak previews, anything like that? Um, Yeah, I mean, the, the Modern Piano Lab is going to be something that uh, will be coming out pretty soon. Um. I'm thinking probably like the next year. So we're in 2023. So probably in 2024. Um, So that's something to, to check out if, if people are, have like a, a lab, uh, like a keyboard lab, Mm -hmm. um, this, this would be good for that. But uh, like something that I have in my classroom, I just have these little, um, I'm trying to think, I think it's Casio's. They're like little Casio keyboards. Yeah. That actually the county bought like years ago and they were just kind of sitting around. Um, prior to that, I was actually having kids play the melodica. I don't know if you've mm, ever heard that of is. that. So melodica is like a um it's it looks like a keyboard, but you blow into it. So it's like oh so yeah. they can play the keyboard, but we don't have to worry about batteries or anything like that. Um there were so I actually had a I have a the curriculum that's coming out for the piano stemmed from this melodica curriculum. Oh. And um, I still think 
that the melodica has a lot of potential in the music classroom. Um, it's something that maybe one day could could be something that um, the teachers use uh, in the right. classroom. What's what's cool about that is that uh, kids can move with it, right? They could be marching and playing. And I mean, there's just a lot of things you could do with that particular instrument. But um, but anyway, this uh, so the piano curriculum is kind of coming from that melodica curriculum. Oh. And I just have these Casios um, that the county had. And I just randomly, my supervisor said, hey, would you want these? I said, yes. It's like 30 of these yes, keyboards. Of course. <laughs> yeah. And they've been working pretty well. I've put batteries in them and they've lasted for like two years now. Wow. Um, so it's not, I, I feel like to have a classroom set of keyboards mm -hmm. originally, and, and people might be thinking this now that, oh my, I need like five to $10,000 to put into a, um, a piano lab and I need a separate room for my piano lab. And I just don't think that's the case anymore. I think you can now buy a $70. It's going to be decent um, keyboard. And if the kids are not slamming on the keys and they're taking good care of it, mm -hmm. uh, they will work. So I, I just hope that more people are looking into maybe having that as a possibility in their classroom because it's more available now and the, the technology is definitely better. So, yeah. I, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, no, that's okay. What were you going to say? I was just going to say, um, I, maybe two years ago, I invested in, um, we're very blessed in Alabama. We get like seven to $900 in SIS funds. So um, I invested in the keyboards that plug into the Chromebooks. Sure. Yeah, exactly. Now, I'm going to tell you, I never really developed a way to teach them. Every time I brought them out, it was a complete disaster. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I just, uh, you know, I guess, cause I've never taught piano. So, mm. um, and you would think it would kind of translate, but it just didn't. So, um, so something like that would be amazing. And I will link to, um, the one that, cause I, I think it was like $49 for, um, for one of them, it plugs right into the Chromebook. So I'll definitely yeah. link to that in the show notes so that, right. you know, if you're interested in, um, picking up, Bill's uh, curriculum, then, you know, you have, you have some keyboards to invest in as well. And then they can use right. them for like pro music lab or any of that too. So. Right. Right. It can be used for a lot of things. Yeah. And yeah, like 49 bucks. I mean, that's what you would pay for a ukulele. Right. So exactly. it's not, it's, it's, it's not out of reach anymore to, yeah. to have yeah. that. And you don't need all the space. I just have them sitting, you know, on the, on the, long desk in the back, right? Yeah. And that's, they're yeah. Just I had of, mine. Just I just kept the boxes and I stacked yeah. them on a shelf, you know? Yeah. 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 So, and they love it. Kids love it. I mean, yeah. they, when we start keyboard, they really enjoy it. So. Especially if you have a good way to teach it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah. So how can my listeners get in touch with you? What's the best ways to get in touch. I think the best way probably is to uh, check out the website, mrhenrysmusicworld.com. Um, on there, there's, like I said, there's plenty of free resources. You can poke around in there. Um, there's some, some blog things. I'm starting to put more, put more of a blog together. Nice. And, um, but yeah, yeah, there's a section for video and then there's links to the YouTube channel. And so, yeah, there's all kinds of stuff going on there. So I would say, check that out. That would be awesome. Yeah. 
Awesome. I'm I'm so thankful that you were able to come on and uh, take some of your valuable time because, like I said, I really don't even understand how you sleep because <laughs> you have so many resources out. And when you said four years that you've only been been uh, doing this for four your your YouTube channel for four years, that blows my mind because mm. there's so much yeah, out you. there. Well, thank you so much. It was great but to be on. Stuff. Yeah, I appreciate it's been very it. Nice to talk to you. If you got some great tips and tidbits that are going to help you become a happy music teacher, I would be so thankful if you'd leave me a review. Thanks so much for your time. Well, that's all I have for you today. But before I go, let me remind you, keep learning, keep growing, and keep being fabulous you. Fabulous you.